0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I am one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn, a common man in Chicago. And I am one of your other hosts, Abraham Lincoln, 16th President of the United States, and now also a common man here in Chicago. Uh, this is a political podcast, a very serious political po- podcast between me, a-, a modern millennial, and Abe, the returned spirit of one of our great pe- presidents. Thank you. And we take politics very seriously. Yes, we do. So we'll be talking about all news political. How'd you feel like that intro went? I think pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We've got. We've definitely got the the one, two, three punch. Right. I feel like we just need a fourth capper. Yeah. That, this isn't me giving you a note. No, I understand. Okay. Something. Um. Something. Uh. I could yeah, have like a running bit. I could do. Sure. Yeah. yeah. About like. Um. I don't know. Yeah. Just the time of year. Or um, just a folksy like, saying. Tell you what I'd like to vote for, <laughs> and then you insert like a joke. Right. Yeah. Or something like, and remember the you know. The tortoise beats the hare when the hare, you know... Well, yeah, we'll keep kicking it around. Yeah, we'll keep I got it. workshopping. Um, so, folks, uh, Bernie won New Hampshire. He did. Yeah. Um, it was much, much closer than when he ran against Hillary Clinton. Um, he lost against Hillary? Uh, he won by a lot more against uh, oh, Hillary. Oh, in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He did win New Hampshire. To be fair, it was a much more uh, split field this time. It was really just two people... Right, right. Uh, everyone could vote between in the 2016 election, uh, Democratic primary, I should say, um, and that brought us to uh, Mayor Pete coming in second, followed by Amy Klobuchar. Klobuchar, uh, a strong third, as they say. <laughs> Remember when Rubio would always get those strong thirds? And he'd be like, we've started a movement here tonight. (laughs) And then, remember, he finally was like, hey, I drop out, and I'm not going to run for Senate anymore. And then they're like, no, you have to run for Senate. Right. We own you. And he ran for Senate. Yeah. And then, um, what was it? uh, Governor Chris Christie just, like, destroyed him in a debate. Oh, yeah, he did. That's right, because he kept repeating this thing that was not necessarily relevant to what they're talking about. No. I think we need to dispel with the motion that President Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Right. And then he to... would just keep repeating that. <laughs> Christy was like, look at him. What's yeah. wrong with this guy? Which I think we were all thinking. Oh, uh, Yeah, but it's just one of those weird things of like, how far do you get into a presidential campaign? You would know more about this than I would. When you can fool yourself for a certain amount of time, right? Or hope just keeps keeps going. I wouldn't know anything about this because we didn't campaign in my day. Fuck, I forgot about this. I wrote two letters. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And then you had people kind of putting your name out there. Yeah, a little bit. They kind of worked it out themselves. Right. Um, It's just, it cracks me up thinking like Christy going after Rubio and thinking that's the way to nomination back then. Anyways, we had a few people drop out this uh, past week as well. We did. Um... Let's go from least important to most important. Okay, Deval Patrick uh, came in way late into the Democratic primary. Uh, rich guy, former uh, governor of Massachusetts, if I'm remembering correctly. Every time I watched his ads, I was just profoundly uninspired. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, he's not a real charismatic guy. Seems like he was probably a good governor. But uh, he just, I mean, he wasn't even in either of these. Uh, debates? No, I wasn't even going to say debates. Did, was he even eligible for votes for in New Hampshire? No I lot. can't remember. Bloomberg wasn't. Right. Right, because he was skipping those. We're going to talk about him. Oh, okay. Um, I guess there's just not much else to say about Deval Patrick. RIP. Yeah. I mean, good enough to be a governor, I suppose. I guess so. Um, Michael Bennett, senator from Colorado, also yeah. didn't really get a lot of traction. I think he was in a couple debates. Colorado is a more moderate state to yeah. be coming from, so I understand that that's why he might have been pushed or talked himself into running, or people talked him into running. So yeah. that was more interesting yeah. to think of. And he also was the uh, climate change candidate. No, different guy. That was Jay. Oh, that was the Inslee? different. Yeah, that was the different guy. Yeah. Oh boy. <sighs> There are a lot of there are a lot of people running for president. Fucking Tom Steyer's still out there. Oh, I think he got zero point two percent or something. Well, oh, he like got that. some. Yeah. That brings us to okay, uh, rest in power campaign of uh, Michael Bennett. Uh, that brings us to the Yang Gang, Andrew Yang, right. out of the contest. I feel like we have not talked much about Andrew Yang on this podcast. We haven't. Um, he has been on every other podcast, so he probably <laughs> didn't need to be at ours. <laughs> He was on He was on Rogan if I'm remembering correctly, right? Yeah. Uh he has a lot of interesting ideas. Yeah. He's trying to think ahead. And uh you know, I wish him luck. I hope he runs for another office. What do you think We don't need to go deep into this topic. What do you think of when you heard him talk about universal basic income? It's wild, but right. then, I would imagine it to does, you. Yes. Yeah. But then you know still so you start thinking about like, well how does um how does, like, the Star Trek economy work? I've thought about this a lot, yeah. yeah or how does, like, the Star Wars economy... But it's so different, because they have replicators, right? As long as you have a replicator, you never have to buy... That's true. Anything. Yeah. Well, we're close. We have these printers, the 3D printers. Sure. So, anyway, there's, um... Yeah, I, I think there's something to do. Have you, well, have you watched American Factory? I have watched American Factory. Okay, so there you go. I mean, listeners, now you just have both your podcast hosts <laughs> say they've watched it, so... It's on you. Wait, what are you saying? So there you go. What well, do you mean? I mean, I think that speaks to why automation is a is a you know something we have to contend oh, with in a serious way. Sure. It was uh it, yeah. What were your thoughts about the, American uh, Factory? Yeah. Um, I thought it was really fascinating because like, it just as a, we don't have a lot of cultural exchange with China. It's a lot like, um. I don't know. I think, like, I watch anime. I like anime. I feel like I consume a fair amount of uh, Japanese culture. I just feel like China is very closed off in a lot of ways, economically, culturally. Um, And it was fascinating, like, the scene where the Chinese people, the Chinese workers uh, just went over to one of their... uh, The other employee's place to just fire guns because that's never something they could do in China. Or, like, um, when... uh, Senator, I'm blanking on his name. The Ohio Senator, oh Sherrod Brown. Sherrod Brown calls for the union, and the like VP of the uh, uh, company or whatever says he's going to kill Sherrod Brown. Yeah, that was awkward, and it shocked the the guy's face because he was like, "You don't really, you're not supposed to talk about people right. like that." So I also felt like Sherrod Brown wasn't calling for the union as much as he was saying, like, "Hey, don't worry. If there is a union, we have a great history in this country of unions and management working together." And that right. That, to them, was like a threat. Right. I also liked that the chairman, they just called him the chairman, and he was just like, if you form a union, I will shut this place down. <laughs> I didn't know a lot about unions. Uh, it was kind of a little before my time. Uh-huh. And I understand that union membership is declining, and after that audio from that um, labor-industrial relations uh, consultants they show in there, I understand uh-huh. why. The mayor comes in there and says he could get a, you know... Um, he really sold them against the unions. He really did. And also, like, if you are struggling to pay your bills and the CEO comes in one day and says, we're paying everyone $2 more, I can't really fault people for, like, just chasing the money. Yeah. Like, forming unions, sticking together, it's it's fucking hard. It is. And then you have to worry. It's it's bad. Who was the guy who was... He was in the factory and he was like, my daughter who... um. Does nails for a living. Makes more money. Oh, yeah. That was that was a heartbreaking moment. Yeah. $30 an hour is what they used to make at GM. That's a, that's geez, right. That's a good rate. Yeah. That's good. That's like what? Like 60000 a year? Yeah. That sounds right. $30 an hour? I yeah. just You're guess. making... Um, what is that? Mm-hmm. Give me a second. This <laughs> is $240 a day. Yeah, that's pretty good. This is good audio. It really is, uh, f- folks. I guess what we're saying is we're glad American Factory won the Oscar. It's a great movie. Check and, it out. And Andrew Yang uh, was trying to get at these issues. Maybe universal basic income isn't the way to do it. I don't know, but at least he's talking about it. At least he's thinking about it because if something's going to happen if people continue sure. to, sh- to want lower price goods, because partly because they make less money, they need lower price goods because they the goods are. It's it's an interesting cycle to see that the the you know. They, they have less to spend, and then they because they get paid less to make the things that cost less, and it's just going back i can I say this i'm I'm not saying I, I didn't say that very well, but it's okay <laughs> I'm not saying I approve of anything they're doing, but it is almost impressive the way that China has kept labor standards so low for so long like what is stopping a revolution in that country? I guess the answer being the like stranglehold they have on every other aspect of. Chinese society. Yeah, I would say that there are enough people who, uh, maybe maybe the revolution is a, because everyone feels like they're doing better all the time. I guess so. Maybe it has to come, um, you know, like in Les Mis. They has to have like the hopelessness, you know. People like, were singing that recently um, because in China in China because of the uh, doctor who died because of the coronavirus. Oh yes, who, there we the go. The whistleblower. Um, now that's the title for a musical. The whistleblower. The whistleblower. And it starts with him (laughs) whistling, just like, the stage is pitch black, there's a spotlight on a guy whistling. And then he's grabbed by two black site employees. Uh Uh-huh. I like this. Well, I'll start a Google Doc. Yeah, 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 that's good, that's good. Um, The protagonist, he just wants the truth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, all I'm thinking of in my head is act one finale. Like, what are we, how do we, how do we get there? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta get, you gotta yeah. earn that. Yeah. Act break. Yeah, and you wouldn't want to do, and sorry, we'll get back to the politics stuff. You wouldn't want to do like a celebrity, like, you know, how you two did all the music for the Spider-Man musical or anything like oh, that. Oh, no, I would. I would if yeah, I could. Oh, would you really? Yeah, wouldn't you get a celebrity to write the music? No, because, unless they were versed in musical theater, because I feel like the formula still works, you know? Oh, okay. That's just, I just feel like the Spider-Man one, that was its problem. Well, hey, if you're versed and you're ready to do it, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, okay. The whistleblower. Um, do we think... I don't, I don't... I just... Like, I don't think I care about this conversation. Do we think Bernie's the frontrunner? I guess so, right? I guess so. It seems like... We thought Biden was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he's not. It seems like everyone's set on having a divided convention, but they said that about the Republicans, and I don't think it'll happen. We have the we have um Buttigieg, who seems like a Rick Santorum if there ever was one. That is, come on, man. What do you mean? He's a married gay man. Oh, I didn't mean like politically. Okay, you mean just as a guy? It doesn't. I I I meant like as a candidate. Oh, he he's boring. Like, no, he's gonna he's gonna stick around because he's everyone's like eh, he's the alternative. Oh. Like people who couldn't get on board with Romney for whatever reason because they were I guess waiting for Trump. <laughs> they were they. uh... They're, you know, they kept Santorum in the race longer than he probably should have right. been. But he's leading in terms of delegates right now. Buttigieg? Buttigieg is. Hey. Oh, man. Um, anyways, South Carolina's up next. Maybe Biden will win. I don't really know. Yeah. Bloomberg. Let's talk about him. Okay, Bloomberg. Keeps getting fucking things he said released in audio recordings uh, that are really damning. Are they, though? Yeah, man. I have to tell you, I'm starting to like this guy. Oh, my God. What do you like about him, Abe? I think his strategy has paid off really well so far. Uh, You mean, like, let the moderate lane crumble and then get in at the last minute? He he waited to come into the race till the end. Okay. And then he is just sitting around watching them all pick each other apart. And meanwhile, he's like, hey, you know, I'm over here. I'm trying to think of, like, a good analogy, but I don't really have, like, a good one... And so I'm, I'm trying to think, like, hey, uh, he's like the answer for Donald Trump. He's another New York billionaire. You know? It's, yeah. it's like, um you know, in um, uh, uh, you know, Superman 3 when Lex Luthor makes a nuclear man or whatever. He's like, yeah, I can't have, I can't control Superman, so I'll make my own Superman. He's the nuclear man. Yeah, I get that. I mean, Trump might throw him into the sun, but I mean... He has a history of of backing Republican candidates with his money. Yeah, I can't believe I couldn't think of a newer reference than that. Superman 3? Yeah. I don't have one either. I was like, I was really trying to fit like a guy who's waiting with his money and being like, you're going to come to me at some point. I was thinking like um, 20th Century Fox when George Lucas tried to make Empire Strikes back on his own, but then he ran out of money and he couldn't. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars economy, there it is. <laughs> I think that um yeah, I was thinking maybe this example, but I mean as soon as they say it, it's like, no, it can't be Black Panther, because I was thinking about Killmonger versus um Oh. But you know, you gotta have I guess it, oh here it is. It, this is it's sitting right in front of us. It's the winter soldier. So so winter if Donald soldier. Trump is Captain America, okay. then Hydra makes their own and it's it's Bloomberg. <laughs> That's what it is. I just don't think I don't know. I don't think enough people are going to fall for Bloomberg. Hey. I hope not. Have you heard what he's paying people, though? What, was, what are they called? The, the Winter Soldier all the time? The White Fox or something? The Soviet nickname for him? Oh, like, I don't remember. They're I like, just... Cold Fox is ready to go. <laughs> I just remember Winter Soldier. I don't remember anything. Yeah, others. Bucky. Bucky, yeah. Okay, well, he's, he's paying his folks well. $6,000 a week for field organizers. Dang. I know. Yeah, a lot more than uh, the people in American Factory. I heard some... Um, a few radio ads of his. I'm hearing them a lot at the gym. Yeah. Because the gym plays um, the radio. And apparently only people um, who are old listen to the radio still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they only play like old rock and roll. It's like 25 songs. They clearly have some algorithm to yeah. shuffle them around. Yeah. I could probably name them all if you wanted. The DJs don't even have to be in your no, area not that anymore. There are no DJs. They're oh, not, really? Yeah, no, no, no. This is just clearly a playlist and then they play ads. Sure. Someone could do this job remotely. They probably people just, do. Yeah, yeah. So there it is. Oh, you were just saying that, but yeah. I meant like not even right. Um, the signal. So yeah, it's like old time rock and roll, and then a Bloomberg ad. Yeah, it's like not it's, only the good die. It's like the Joe Walsh Hi, I'm Mike song. Bloomberg. It's the Joe Walsh song. Like, uh, I can't complain. But sometimes it in, well, i dead. Yeah, that song plays yeah. And the Bloomberg ad, and then it's um. I uh, did I say sail away. And then Oh sure. And then no uh, Bloomberg Ad. Mhm. Um and then occasionally, there's a lot of um, Menard's commercial. Oh yeah. There's a lot of Foreigner or Bad Company, those kind of places. Oh, okay. And then Guns N' Rose's Sweet Child of Mine. Play, play. Okay. And then yep. Bloomberg Ad. Bloomberg. Goes right in real hard. Um comes right on the tail of that. Um a little um uh Salisbury Hill, Let My Love <laughs> open the door. Yeah. Those kind of yeah, yeah. Pete Townsend, Peter Gabriel, uh yeah, there's like 25 songs, and um, that, you It's know, just that all day long. It's all that, and Bloomberg ads. Anyway, sorry for the two-minute yeah. diatribe there, but I will say I've, I've been hearing him, and he's gotten a lot of celebrities, and I don't know. Wait, which celebrities? Well, just mainly, um, uh, what's his name? The guy who played the president in, um... The West Wing? No, oh. but close. The American president, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas is Bloomberg. Oh yeah, he does. He's oh. like, trust oh, me. That's I... right. When his dad was dying, he said, "Vote for Bloomberg." He's like, "Hey, um, I my um, uh, I played the president, so I know about big, just the dumbest, just the dumbest reason. Hey, you know what? I gotta tell you, I kind of like this guy. It's like uh, there are these good RX commercials. There are these prescription drug d- uh, commercials, and Martin Sheen is doing them now, and it's like. He's given this big speech, and someone holds their phone up and says, it's like the West Wing." <laughs> wow. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? You know your friend Brian Duff met Martin Sheen? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a, Where? Mean, at uh, back, behind uh, Backstage at a Prairie Home Companion recording. Oh, sure. Brian had just watched um, The Departed the night before, uh-huh. and then this guy stands up, and it's like, whoa, I thought you had just been thrown off a building. It was weird. <laughs> And honest to goodness, the nicest guy, apparently. Oh, I bet. Barely remembered everything and then, like, has had dinner with him and an hour later was still asking him stuff about uh, his life and just was really a pleasant man. That's cool. You know who wasn't pleasant, apparently, to Brian Duff? Uh, the host of Prairie Home Companion. Oh, no, he, but yeah, he's, that does happen. Got doesn't a help. history of, yeah. Um, uh, Martin Sheen was great. Steve Martin, the worst. Do you mean, like, actively mean or just, like, didn't want to be bothered by people? Uh, actively. Just, like, actively, like, had, apparently had his nose in the air, like, I don't uh, want to talk that to doesn't people. surprise me. Yeah. Fucking banjo playing Like, I don't asshole. want to get any of this on me kind of thing. <laughs> hey, little... little uh, that's c- a bummer. Little celebrity gossip, though. Yeah. I'll have to reach out for more celebrity gossip from Brian Duff. I think, I honestly, I'm positive that's the only story he has. Mm. I think he has a, um, Jeff Goldblum story, too. He was at a play. Gotcha. And he heard someone talking behind him, and he was like... Wow, that's the worst Jeff Goldblum impression I've ever heard. Turned around, it was Jeff Goldblum. Oh, Another sh- time, he was at a play. You saw David Swimmer, um, with like two big bodyguards, hmm. who were like jacked, and wore like black security T shirts. And it was like, hey man, no one's gonna be trying to like roll up on Ross right now. But do you, man? I drove uh, Jordan Peele around as a uh, intern for the Chicago Improv Festival. Nice, but he was not like Jordan Peele at the time. He was oh. just a Mad TV cast member. And I remember me being 20 years old at the time. I remember clearly asking him if he'd rather be on SNL than on TV. <laughs> wow. So I guess Bernie's the uh, the front runner. I guess. Hey, you get to the. you get to this Democratic convention? It's divided. Bloomberg swoops in. It's like. It's, it's just gonna like, be a fucking free for all if that actually happens. Killmonger, he, he knows from his training to like yeah. destabilize. Yeah. And then you come swoop in, and then suddenly he's sitting in the chair. And he brings a prize with him, the head of the guy who stole the vibranium. Oh, yeah. For did. Bloomberg, it's his fucking money, you know? Yeah, it probably is. Or maybe he has, like, I don't know. Just, yeah, Bloomberg versus, Bloomberg's gonna, you know. Yeah. It is a shame. I think, again, my ideal candidate would have been Elizabeth Warren, who would never claim to be Native American. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we wouldn't have had the tomahawk chop uh, jokes all election long? We wouldn't have had those, yeah. yeah. I understand. I hope there's no gender biases in my preferences. I just don't want an election about that kind of thing. I agree. Uh, uh, Medal of Freedom recipient Rush Limbaugh was uh, talking about how, he was joking about how, oh, you see Mayor Pete up there and he's kissing his husband. Oh, you know President's going to have a lot of fun with that. It's like, what does that mean? I don't you, I, I don't see him. I see the conservatives, uh, like who speak for him going after Mayor Pete for that. Yeah, it's hard to imagine Donald Trump going after him for that. It's though. hard to imagine that would be successful. I agree. People are more okay with that than I think any of the race stuff that he got away with. Yeah, and I think more conservatives are okay with that. Oh yeah, than people think. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. What else, Abe? i think that's it that's probably it um i saw birds of prey it was fine oh i know not good i mean i think they were they they did a title change to harley quinn colon birds of prey that probably should have been what it was have you how how to compare to suicide squad i thought it was better than suicide squad Mm. well suicide squad won an oscar for what like makeup okay sure (laughs) yeah uh you and mcgregor pretty pretty good Oh, he's in this. He's in it. Um, you could have just said Obi Wan. I could have just said Obi Wan. You're right, um, folks. If you have any questions for us about Birds of Prey or Universal Basic Income or um,
1: those uh, are our domains. Those of expertise. are that's really it.
0: Uh, email us at fifteen minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. That's numerical one five minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. Uh, and as always, rate, review, and subscribe the podcast. Uh, Abe, anything else? That's all, folks. We'll see you next time on Fifteen Minutes with Lincoln. Did you mean to do that? That's all, folks. Where I said that's all, and then you said, "Folks, see no, that. no, I was on accident." Oh, that's man. something to keep in them. I think so. Yeah, that's our new thing.